You're about to hear part three of our continued conversation, a black agenda for the city of Charlotte. Now, the city of Charlotte has a 2040 plan, but do black people have a 2040 plan? We're talking about that in this episode of the 20 Minute Morning Show, which was previously recorded at Queen's Coffee Bar on Pegram Street in Charlotte. This is the 20 Minute Morning Show for Monday, November the 4th. You disagree with me on the music, but if you look at it uh, with the music, it's promoting self-hate. Anytime you get uh, a rapper saying, I'll sleep with your mama, your, your, your daddy, you can do this to me, you can do that to me, I'll kill you, I'll shoot you. You got to understand what these kids are listening to. And that's all they're listening to. They're listening to slavery music. They're listening to devilish music. And what it does is a spirit that gets within them to where they act out. You know how I know? Because I was one of them. My biggest, I was a big Snoop Dogg fan. And anything Snoop Dogg said, I tried to do. So I can imagine like right now with these, with everything that's going on with these trap rappers coming out here saying that they selling all this dope, they'll kill you, they'll shoot you. You got a rapper from Charlotte who goes inside of a a Louis Vuitton store and they're fighting in South Park Mall at a Louis Vuitton store. It's getting millions and millions of views. Okay. So you got response. reality TV. I don't want to simplify this, though. My violence. thing is, I don't want to simplify minute, this. Minute, minute, because minute. there are so many layers. There's so no, many layers. We I have agree. to fill back. And so I don't want to simplify why we act a certain way. Everyone in this room has a different uh, upbringing. Everybody in this room has a different expression of their upbringing and have come from a different environment. I wasn't around black people all my life. I'm from Harlem, but I went to a private school. One of 10 black people amongst very wealthy Jews. So I can tell you some stories. I can tell you some stories. I can tell you as the first vice president of a union of 40,000 members, being the only woman, a black woman, with all Irish men, and what that was like. When you talk about what somebody experienced, there are ways that you either move forward or there are ways that you die. A slow death. So we can talk about this all night long. I want to get to the fact that we're here to figure out what we're going to do. Right. Okay. We're here. I think part of our current issues is, like he was saying, the educational system. Um, We say that we're for self and then we're trusting someone else to teach our kids uh, their history. Uh, We're trusting other political systems. We don't have our own political system. You call yourself Democrat, Republican, Independent, none of those matter. They're backed by someone that's not for us. Um, We don't have our own system. Like she said, get a strategy. We're trusting someone else, it's not us, to have our back. Uh, yeah, to add on to what brother is saying um, about the music, uh, I would take it a step further. It's not so much from my perspective, just studying history and studying my environment today, uh, about, uh, about my peers and the way we perceive the world. It's not so much music specifically, it's just that is one of the major keys that drive our mass consciousness as a whole, like the general consciousness of the way we move and the way we behave and think. Um, and the music is one of the biggest factors in that. So regardless of whether we're talking about music or church or what your religion is or whatever the case may be, the, the bottom underlying thing that, that's going to govern the way everybody moves as a whole is what kind of culture we agree to subscribe to. So 
if the dominant music is gonna be that kind of music, and this is gonna be the only thing that black people have in common is this music, that's the only kind of language we can speak, that's the only kind of vibes that we can get on is the, the vibe that this music is laying out, that is gonna dictate a large part of our culture and the, and the way we behave with each other. I think just that's kind of more so what brother is saying. So uh, a big thing that's gonna have to happen regardless, no matter what happens, is we have to really pay attention to building the culture and, and kind of the rules of engagement just in general, the way we deal with each other. So I don't want to talk too long, but ultimately I get what you're saying, bruh, because that is a very big factor is the music. You got to hold the radio and all that And of course we don't control necessarily the direction of that music because we know there's other people and, and it's not just music he's talking not just about music he's talking about the movies he's talking about the commercials he's talking about all the propaganda that we see on from morning to night from when we look on our social media when we watch tv when we hear music all of those things is what he's talking about just the the the, the propaganda that's constantly shoved in our face all the time so i'm just speaking to people that are young that have not seen the world long enough to be able to discern the difference okay. so this is just in general. Of course, there's exceptions to the rule. Of course, there's people that's gonna have a different uh, reality than that. But when you walk out this door right now and you get around any group of young black people, tell me the brother is wrong. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about here. The change is not gonna come amongst the older people. It's gonna come amongst the youth. So if the youth is ignorant and the youth is following this deaf culture, no matter what we talk about here, it's, it's ultimately irrelevant. It's ultimately useless. Okay, I, I guess I want him to speak. But here's my question. We got about roughly 45 minutes. We got problems on the table. Can we move into the direction of, okay, what's our next step? So if that's the, let's get that in our head. We got some problems. We got some things out here. I don't want to waste the day. I don't want to waste this moment. I want to make sure before we leave here, we have a next step. And, and, and before I, we go to the next step, it doesn't have to be a comprehensive, we're going to do A, B, or C, but we do need to say, okay, this is the next thing we can do. Go ahead. So the brother mentioned, the brother mentioned something that, that's key, rules of engagement. We need tenants. We have to make a decision in terms of what it is that we believe in as a group. What do we believe in? Okay. Before we even get to what we're going to work with, okay. how do we work cohesively and collectively? Yep. Right? So we need to have our own tenants. So that will, so, Wait so would the next step be the coming next step, together the next to step get step the tenants? Everybody should bring to the table what they believe should be something that's a tenant that we're going to be following. Okay, the other like thing, that. The other thing is this. We go through a process. Before we go into the streets, we go through a process. This is something that we were taught in Harlem. If we don't have a rites of passage, meaning that each of us have gone through this fire and been approved by this group, then we're still disjointed in some way. Now, I keep telling this to folks that I speak to, people are always talking about a revolution, but unless you've actually been in a revolution, yeah. stop talking about it. Okay. I'm telling you this now. I've been shot at 28 times. Whoa. I hear people down here talking about revolution all the time. I look at them and say, okay, so you ready? How many guns do you have at your house right now? How often do you go to the range? Do you know how to grow food? Do you have a water supply? Are we ready for a revolution? If we're gonna talk about something, see, I'm not about the fakery that goes on around here. Right. It's pissing me off. 
People think they know, they don't know nothing about me. Right. I'm in an organization that is full of Negroes. I know that. But you use what you use the tool you can use in order to get some things accomplished. Yes, ma'am. But when I start talking to people who have no concept except what they read in a book, it pisses me off. Because we are in a critical time right now. People are dying. So what are we going to do? That's all I want to know. Right. So, uh -huh. so that brings us back to Brother Norman. Like, how many people would like to attend that, that follow-up meeting on Thursday? Because this is uh, a meeting about actually organizing and bringing what you are already doing to the table. We're not trying to recreate anything. Everybody's got their own lane that they're working in, but just bringing everybody together to work under, I mean, just work collectively, I guess, what, what you were saying. It's not really working under anything, but it is working together. Yeah, working together. Uh, working yeah. collectively and collaboratively. Whereby we all know what the, we all we all know what there's problems within the community. There's many ways of attacking it, but unless we have a strategy and a agenda to deal with it, everything that we do is spinning wheels because we doing something over here, but then we losing it over there. We have to learn to work collectively with one with that same goal and move towards that. As long as we in fighting amongst ourselves and all that other good stuff, we never gonna make any progress, and we people is gonna still be in the condition that they right. in. Well, I, I got to suggest that, baby. I don't know if we all can jump on. There's 91 murders that's happened. We have roughly two months left. What is it that would stop us, us, from getting out there and making sure we don't get 92, 93, 94, 95? Can we not, you know, that's life or death. The is great. That life or death. Now, it... The strategy, I think it really recalls all of us, not just us, really hitting the streets. And it requires us hitting young people. It requires hitting old people. But it's people doing it already. It's, no, just, but, it's a but, matter of people here, deciding here's, here's thing, to join BJ. on with us. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me finish, BJ. Let me, if I, she asks the strategy. And I want to put but, one in place. But I'm telling you, it's but, already being done. All the, we got to do but wait is go out in bigger numbers and join the organizations that are already going out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know people don't like? They don't like structure. Right. Okay? I, I, we need structure. Because we're going to go out into the streets. We're talking about going into our communities. Right. No, it's our communities. Right. Talking to people that we don't know. But people know when you're genuine. Right. They know when you really love them. That's right. They know when you really care about them. Right. So what I'm saying is we're going to go out there and you know we're not going out in the streets. Right. Make sure that everybody that goes out there is not going out there with some spirit of fear in them. Right. These right. are our brethren. Right. So act like it. So, but, so what, we are, what it sounds like is they're going out, but we need to all come together, make sure our heads are all in the same place, and, it, and we got to be real with each other. It's some, like, I'm just going to use this term because we are us. <laughs> It's some of them Negroes that are fearful of the Negroes. That's why they moved south of town. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we need to, I don't know how we would qualify everybody, but we need to qualify people that are willing to do it and go out and are not fearful of our own people. I think because, like, for example, you see, like, I got to do this. And they said I was crazy for doing this. If I see a brother his pants hanging down, I'd be like, hey, bro, come on, man. You can pull your pants up. They were like, now you get shot doing all that. Why would I be scared of my own brother? Why wouldn't I? If I saw my brother out of line, wouldn't I speak to him and say, hey, bro, come on, man. We got to stop being so fearful. Stop being scared. And if, if you like me, I carry my gun everywhere I go. You know why? Because it's a crazy place. And you know what? I don't want to shoot anybody. 
but God bless it. If I have, if to. I have to, I will. I think we, had, so, but we also had a both and situation. Like we trying to make a one hit thing. No, and we're and, not, and it's not. Like we need to go ahead and support what's already happened, but we, we also need to, need to build a solid foundation. Yeah. Because, like we said, a lot of people don't know about organizing. Like Lucille Puckett wanted to do a training on organizing that I was supposed to be organizing. But, um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I always, I'm, don't nobody need to hold me accountable, hold myself accountable all right. at all times. All right. Um, but building a solid foundation of organizers and training. Because right. going into the neighborhood is just not showing up and going into the neighborhood. We all got to speak need, the same language. We, we got to be engage, on the same how tune. To approach You're right. What we doing. That's right. And, and that takes training and structure. Right. You know, like from my studies and from people who have encountered, they just didn't go out there in the streets and sit on, say, I'm going to we sit sure in. Come, nah. You know, now they just didn't go out in the streets and do that. And we don't have any trainings that's going on in Charlotte of organizing people. And if it is, it's, it's, it's quiet as a church rat. Understanding each other, having the ability to be partnered with your sister or your brother and knowing their every move because we've trained to do this. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Because when you move, I should be moving. We should be moving as one. There's a way to do it in the streets. This is not new. We've been doing this stuff for 40, 50 years and probably before that. But I'm telling you, it does work. I believe I'm it. down with doing it, but I know, and you know, BJ, we've been in the street with folks who get ghosts. Okay? They get ghosts because they're scared. They won't tell us when we're in the room, you know, I don't want to go in that neighborhood because I'm afraid, blah, blah, blah. But when we get out there, the ghosts. And I'm a female. My thing is, if you really care about what's going on in these streets, you, gotta, you have to have something greater than yourself and say to myself, you know what? This neighborhood looks pretty rough. It's probably a whole bunch of folks laying the way for us. But I got to trust that this is the mission that I've been given. This is the call I've been given. I'm going here. And when you begin to talk to those folks, you find out that people feel invisible in these streets. They've said it to me. They feel, they said, you talking to me? You see me? I mean, it's the saddest thing for somebody who looks just like me to feel like nobody cares about them. And we don't need to have no cameras on for nobody to know we went there. Don't put it on okay? Facebook. Let's no. get this real. This Just Facebook real. Live and all this other foolishness, right. stop it. If you're going to do it, do, do it, it in love. Nobody needs to know you're doing it. I agree. Right. I so agree. Say it again. Uh, we got to give people space that are scared to go yeah. into I live in Baby's Four Road, so I ain't scared. But what I can't do is point my finger at the person that ain't grew up. I grew up in Double Oaks, Hidden Valley, University Park, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to that. I'm good with my hood. But there's some people that aren't, that wanna help, but they, I don't know about coming to your neighborhood. I gotta give them space to tell me they're scared before I, I, I hold them accountable to but, that. Because uh -huh. I might say, you don't need to come. You go raise some money somewhere. Right, right. right, right. You know, and give them yeah. something to do. That's right. We don't allow space for that here in Charlotte. Right. And, and you, you, you hit it on the point. Everybody can't go in the neighborhood, but we got some great organizers. We got people on the phones. We got people that can raise money. If you can go into the neighborhood, go, but everybody can't go. Maybe your strength is here. It's just like a good business. We talked about chief. If everybody running the business, you ain't got no business. You got chaos. But if you got, okay, you, you didn't count. I ain't going to mess with you. You handle the money. You the uh, person over transportation. I ain't going to mess with you. You do your job. If we can start allowing people to use their strengths, they feel empowered, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, we get your maximum out of them. 
So that's what we have to do. We have to, and like you said, give people that room. Because me, I like the streets. I like talking to people. So I never get scared. I just like talking. I don't care who it is. But I know that ain't everybody. You know? I, uh, listen, like we do this, right? Yeah. And, and somebody said to me one time, I, I can't talk in front of groups. I've been talking in front of groups since I was two years old and I ain't right. had a problem with it. That's not everybody. The point being, when we organize, we have to keep in mind there's street people that can hit the streets. There's some people that need to stay behind. And, and, and I don't know, they, they may need to pass out fruit and drinks. I don't know. Yeah, we have to work and fight to be together as one. Because the only way that we're going to get out of the situation that we're in as black people all over the United States is that we're going to have to unify. Our unity is more powerful than an atomic weapon. And that's the number one thing that the United States government works night and day. It's actually one of their mandates is to make sure that black people do not unite. Because they know if we unite, it's over with. Unify, right? Yes. Unify. The next meeting we have, we're going to put it in a circle. Okay. It will not be somebody sitting up at a dais. I know you're trying to handle some business. Yeah, yeah. We're just doing the like show. Talking at me. Right. No, no. When we all equals in this room, right. all of us are equals. Right. Even the babies. That's right. That's we're right. pouring into these children as they're hearing. I yes. started with the Panthers at six and a half years old. So right. I'm telling you, we listen. Yes. We're going to be in a circle, so we're all equals in the room. We're going to yes. start like that. And then we're going to bring in whatever we're going to bring into the room as equals. Yes. We cannot have a true movement unless sister and brother standing no shoulder doubt. to shoulder, ready to do this together. That's right. Okay. But let me ask you this. In saying that, hadn't that always been the way we moved? No. When no. stuff really got done? No. When stuff really got done, I hate to tell you, yeah, we all had to move together. People tried to act like... They, the they, they try to make it misogynist and all that. But if you look at the 60s and, and the support that they had, women were all over that thing. Men and women worked together. They didn't get the credit. All right. But, they, but we know the truth. They're in the misogyny. The point is, we didn't get the credit. Misogyny was still there. They're in the place. All I'm saying is, you know, I'll give you an example. A. Philip Randolph organized the March on Washington. Behind the scenes, he did all the work. Martin, who was a phenomenal speaker, got the credit. But Daisy Bates spoke that day also, who was a fiery black woman over the Arkansas State NAACP, who helped break the backs of the educational system. Okay? Even though I don't agree with the whole segregation and resegregation situation, at the end of the day, she fought for black people. Nobody even mentioned her name. Most of you don't even know who Daisy Bates is. That's what I'm talking about, how black women do the real work who get blackballed and get dogged out and nobody protects the black woman. And I am not about that anymore. My thing is, I'm going to have your back, and you better have mine. Just a, hey, can I just say this? Can I just say this? Just have my back. Because here's what I've, here's what I've seen, and I know we're going into a different angle. Black women, I'm going to say this out loud, I love you. Just know that. But right now, you want to know who's at the bottom? It's not y'all. It's us, black men. Bottom of what? We're the most incarcerated. If you go look at the pay rate, we are the lowest paid. No, but it's not. It's not about that. But what, what the point being is this. Wait a minute. Let me, let me make my point for one. I just want us all to realize, I don't want anybody to feel like they got to be feel, I got to scream at you. If we all can work together because we all are affected by this, correct? Absolutely. We all are affected. So. I'm not tripping on 
You being a woman and I'm a man, I see you as my sister, I see you being black, and we all need to do it together. Is that right? Can we all agree to that? Thank you for listening to part three of the 20 Minute Morning Show, a black agenda conversation for the city of Charlotte. Tune in for part four coming up on the next episode. This show is written and produced by BJ Murphy from our studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Make sure you check out all the episodes, over 130 plus episodes of the 20 Minute Morning Show at our website, 20minuteshow.com. And also go to our news website to check out all the news in black America uinews.net we'll see you next time on the 20 minute morning show